Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmuduhu, Nesta, Inuhu, Nestakfuru. When I would be Lahim in Shurure and Fosena women say Ate Amalina, Menya de Hilla Fala Modilla, Women Yudilu Fala Hadiella. When I shed one la illa, Wahda Hula Sharikala, Alwahidul Ahad, Walfardus Samad, Lam Yelida Walam Yulad. ولم يكن له كفوا أحد ونشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد الحمد لله أبرسوا الله الرحمن الرحيم who gave us Al-Islam and gave us the truth. Thum alhamdulillah, O praise to Allah Rahman Rahim, who gave us in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best of examples. Thum alhamdulillah, O praise to Allah Rahman Rahim, who gave us the Quran as the book of guidance upon which inshallah all of us and our families will be secured in Jannah for those in the Akhirah. The subject of today is about responsibility. Since the time of Adam salam, there are a number of constants which exist for human beings. Life is a constant, death is a constant, but also this concept of responsibility is a constant. At any given time, at any given age, in any part of the world, each one of us at some point in time and at all points in time will be responsible for at least one matter, if not many matters. Whether we are a son, whether we are a husband, whether we are a father, whether we are a grandfather, whether we are an employee, an employer, a teacher, an engineer, each one will have responsibilities. And in the context of Islam, there's a beautiful hadith which underpins this concept very, very clearly for us. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Kulukum ra'in wa kulukum masul an rayatihi. Each one of you is a shepherd, and each one of you is responsible for your responsibilities. The framework of this conversation, the framework of the discussion, what we understand tends to be the case, we take on a responsibility related to what? Financial matters or academic matters. As parents, as husbands, we focus very much on this matter. We have moved countries, we have moved states, we have moved our families in order to secure our rizq, in order to secure a better financial outcome from our families. Likewise, we've invested money, we've invested time for the sake of the education of our children, to make sure they become qualified and they themselves have a good future. But we should learn 
And we should remember this, that these responsibilities related to finance and related to academics are one of a number of responsibilities. We should also learn and understand these are not the most significant responsibilities when it comes to the most important matter, which is securing ourselves and our families and our friends in Akhirat with Jannatul Fardos. So there are responsibilities and we spend time and we spend effort fulfilling these responsibilities. But they are not the most significant ones. They are part of what we need to undertake. And what I want to do is share a few insights into this. Around this beautiful ayah that most of us have read at one point in our life. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ba Bismillah rahman rahim Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, Qu an fosakum ahalikum naru kudu han nasi wal hijara. Yahyuligina amanu, O you who believe, protect yourself and your family from the hellfire. Think about this in context of these responsibilities. And in this, I want to narrate one or two points for us to reflect upon. A beautiful incident at the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab. The Sanad, the narration isn't very strong, but the concept nonetheless is very applicable for us today. One man, he came to Umar ibn al-Khattab when he was the Khalifa, when he was the leader of the Muslims. And he started to complain about his son. And he said, Ya Amirul Mu'mineen, my son has broken relations with me. He has become disobedient. And we all know the nature of Umar ibn al-Khattab. That when he gets upset, it shows. He called for the son to come. And the son, he came. He said, I have heard from your father that you have been disobedient and you have broken relations with your father. And the son, he looked to Amir al-Mu'mineen. Not to his own father, not to his own teacher, but the leader of the Muslims. And said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, doesn't the son also have rights over his father? And Umar al-Khattab, he replied, yes, he does. And then the son, he asked, and what are these rights? And Umar ibn Khattab, he replied, that you should be given a good mother, that you should be given a good name, and you should be taught your deen. And the son, he replied, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, my, my mother, she's a fire worshipper. She's not even a Muslim. The name my father gives me he gives me by a nickname, which if you translate it from Arabic to English, is like the dung beetle. That is the nickname what my father gives me. And he has never taught me the Quran. Omar al-Makhatab, then he called the father back. He said, before the son broke his relationship with you, you broke your relationship with your son. Because you did not fulfill your responsibility. Now I hope, alhamdulillah, we have a good mother. No question about that whatsoever. I hope 
Our parents haven't given us a bad nickname while we were growing up. Easy part. But the question when it comes to the issue of responsibility, like I said, we've moved countries, we've moved states, we've moved our families to a brand new culture in the case of our forefathers, our parents maybe. From the Muslim world, from India, from Pakistan, from the Arab world to America. Complete different culture. We move mountains to fulfill a responsibility with regards securing the rizq. But the third element which Umar al-Khattab he referred to, have we really secured this for our next generation? Have we really taught them the Qur'an? And let me explain what this means. Teaching the Qur'an isn't about sending them to the masjid or sending them to the madrasa so they become hafiz of Qur'an. That is an aspect of it. It's not about sending them to the masjid or sending them to the madrasa or even teaching them at home on how to recite the Qur'an based upon the rules of tajweed, the ahkam of tajweed. Though that is a part of it. It is neither about sending them to the masjid or sending them to the madrasa or teaching them at home about how to pray and how to fast. Although this is a part of it, because all of this comes from the Qur'an. It is more than this. And I'll give you an example of this. It was narrated that Abdullah ibn Masood, radiallahu anhu, one of the companions of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he saw people reciting the Qur'an. And he said to them, you recite the Qur'an, letter by letter and you don't omit a single thing from what you recite meaning your recitation is perfect you haven't neglected anything in what you're reciting but this recitation doesn't go beneath your throat the Quran has come for action Translate your recitation into action. And this is the subject of responsibility. That the one who defines our responsibility is not me, it's not my father, it's not my mother, it's not the imam at my local masjid. The one who has defined my responsibility is the one who created you and me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he defined this responsibility in our capacity of simply being one thing, being Muslim. And he defined this responsibility in the capacity that we declared something, which was the shahada. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. And when we take a step back and start to reflect upon the responsibility, we begin to realize as husbands, as fathers, as sons, it's not about financial security alone. It's not about academics alone. It's not about prayer alone or fasting alone. Or as a husband, the duty I have to my wife, not governed by our culture from the Indian subcontinent or from the Arab world, but the culture as defined by Islam. 
And I make a quick reference to this inshallah in the second part. But to end on this point, again a beautiful narration which should remind us of our relationship towards our wives in terms of our responsibility. That the Rasulullah he said, the best of you are the ones who are best to their wives and I'm the best to the wives. Meaning you will not find a better example to his wife than Rasulullah but to be the best, you have to be the best to our wives, which for us is a bit of a struggle at the best of times, I know. But in this beautiful incident, it came the case that Aisha, anha, she became upset. And she became upset with who? The best of creation, the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And come we know, we come home, we have a hard day, we sit down, we're going to eat, the food isn't as good as our mother's cooking. And we make that remark accidentally, I wish you could cook like my mom. And that's it. That kills the whole environment for the whole day, for the whole week. She had a dispute and she became very angry with Rasulullah to the point she said to him, Hal anta Rasul? Translate that. She said to him, are you really a prophet? Now you imagine anyone saying that. How can you say such a thing in our day and age? 1400 years ago, saying it directly in the face of who? The best of creation. Are you really a prophet? <coughs> and guess who heard her say this? Her father, Abu Bakr al-Sadiq, and he, because of the love of the prophet, and he, mashallah, he became so emotional, so angry, he wanted to hit Aisha. What did she do? She ran behind the Prophet ﷺ for protection. And the Prophet started to laugh. because goes, Ya Abu Bakr, you know, he is Ojati, she is my wife. Yeah. At the height of her emotion, and the height of what she stated out of her anger, look how Prophet ﷺ, he responded by protecting her. And we find this in our situations, our responsibility, how we need to look after our household. Very, very important in the climate that we live in today, it is imperative. And you know the term that we hear a lot, a climate of intimidation, Islamophobia, Islam is under the spotlight, Muslims are under the spotlight. What do we do? Do we assimilate? Do we integrate? Do we engage, disengage? How do we live as a community living in the West? I'm from the United Kingdom. How do we engage? How do we interact? All of this is centered on the concept of responsibility. And inshallah, briefly in the second part, I'll make a reference to this. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Wassalat Wassalamu Ad Rasulillah, Sayyidina Muhammad Al Amin, Aladi Jabil Huda within Al Hakla Yudhiru Aladini Kuli, Rala Ali or Sahi Ajmain. Amma Bad, Bao the Billahimin Shaitani Rajim, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, Kalalu Subhan Wata Alifi Katapil Karim. Ya Yuhaladina Amanu, Salu Alehi was Salimutasalima. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama sallaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka Hamid Majid Allahumma barak ala Muhammad wa ala alihi Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka Hamid Majid Allahumma idza al-Islam wal-Muslimin So we've understood the concept of responsibility is timeless and the context in which we understand the concept of responsibility is tied to being Muslim. And we know the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was an example in all matters. 
as a son, as a husband, as a father, as a grandfather, as a ruler. In all of these fields, he was an example. And we take our responsibility based upon this. Which I will end on this point. Once we truly understand the concept of responsibility as a Muslim, we need to bring two things together. And I know there isn't enough time, inshallah, maybe if the opportunity comes again to give another khutbah, we can delve into this in a bit more detail. And the two elements of responsibility I want to talk about is we are not part of a nuclear family. In my case, myself, my wife and my seven children. In your case, yourself and your parents and, and your children. We're not part of a nuclear family. We are part of a global family. Something we should be proud of because this is exactly what the Prophet he said. He said, on Yom Qiyamah, he will boast to the other Prophets about how big his family is, how big his Ummah is. Our Ummah is 1.7 billion and growing. That is our family. Our responsibility isn't limited to our nuclear family. Our responsibility is connected. Is connected unapologetically. It is connected. It is connected as an obligation upon us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to our global family. And therefore it's not enough for us to think purely in the framework, as I mentioned at the beginning, I've got financial responsibility and i got responsibility academically for my children. We said, no, it's more than this. It's about protecting our family in context of the deen. That we shouldn't be satisfied that our son, mashallah, goes to university, gets a degree, goes on to be, do a master's, gets a, a, a fantastic job earning $200,000, $300,000 a month even, Allahu alam. He's doing really, really well, yet he's disconnected from his deen. That means we haven't fulfilled our responsibility. But more than this, we have a responsibility to our ummah. And I end with this, inshallah. The hadith of Rasulullah when he said, the ummah, the Muslims, jasad. we are like one body. We are like one body. When part of it falls into illness, the rest of the body shakes out of the fever. We only need to look around the world. We only really need, even need to consider why we are here. As to how much there is illness around the world and how we should be shivering because of this illness. And that we have a responsibility to remedy this illness that we face. Not just for our family, but for our global family. And this is why the concept of responsibility, my final word, is also connected to the concept of muhasaba, accountability. Because if we fall short of our responsibility, people will always account us. And as I keep saying to my children, don't be worried about my jutta. Don't be worried about my big slipper that I will hit you with if you do something wrong. Because you failed in what I consider to be your responsibility to be. Because this is just the dunya. You should worry about if you fail your responsibility to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how you will meet him on your maqiyamah. That is accountability. Yeah. With responsibility comes accountability. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. 
Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.